What up? StoochCast56 uh, here. It's your host with the most, uh, Andy Stoochel, protector of the inns. And, uh, uh, yeah, how about, uh, it's a good, uh, good Steeler game, man. They finally played like the team we all thought this would be heading into the season. It only took them five games, but solid win today, 41-17. You know, it was one of those games where they were able to close it out. And they were clicking on all cylinders, offense, defense, special teams. And, you know, it's like one of those by the fourth quarter. And um, what was it? It was when it was 34 to like 17. I think Atlanta had the ball. And then there was that. They had that. Oh, I don't even, I don't even remember. They did like a three and out. And then this, what was it? It was like 27. I think it was like, tw it was like 27 to 17 or something. And then Ben threw like a deep ball pass for a touchdown to AB. Now won the game. It was like a 50-yarder. And that kind of put it away. Then there was like a punt. The Steelers had a punt. They pinned uh they pinned uh, the Falcons down in their own at like their own one yard line. And then there was a huge turnover for a touchdown. And the final score was like 41-17. That was nice. That was nice to see that in a game. I know I screwed all that up the way I said it, but I think it was in the right order. I'll look it up. Like right now, see how that went. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, uh, yeah, you beat the Falcons, who are a crappy team. They have no defense. So you pl you're at the Bengals next week, big division game. You win that, all of a sudden, you know, you get some uh, you get some plays going, right? And uh, you're good. Then you're good. Let me look at the top scoring plays. Yeah, James Conner had another big game. I always doubt him, but then he goes and he has a. You know, he has a great game against the Falcons. But the key is uh, key is being consistent and holding on to that football. I know uh, he fumbled a little bit there towards the end. But he goes hard. So that's all that uh, that's all that matters. What was the play? Yes, that's that that was the play. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like, when that when that fourth quarter started in the game, and the Steelers were up like 27-10, you're like, all right. But you're, you're getting nervous because it's the fourth quarter. And then, you know, Atlanta can score two touchdowns. And then there's five minutes left. And you're like, you know, you're biting your nails, freaking out. And there was like 12 minutes left. Atlanta scored a touchdown. It was 27 Steelers, 17 Atlanta Falcons. And so you start to get kind of nervous. Like, oh, God, what if they don't go three and out or anything like that? Then Ben threw that deep ball to AB, scored the touchdown. So it was 34-17. You had 10 minutes left. You were up by 17 points. Looking good. And then you were able to, you know, choke the Falcons a little bit, force them three and out. The Steelers had to punt again. And then... You know, yeah, you pinned Atlanta down at the one-yard line, about four minutes left. Then you got a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Then you put it away. They put the game away. That's what I'm saying. That's what it's all about. You had to put the game away. At first, you know, first half was all right. Up 13-10. Ben had a bad interception towards there. But overall, the whole game, you whooped the Atlanta Falcons, and you beat them down. You didn't play down to your opponent. They're 1-4. Steelers are 2-2-1. Two, two, Still tied for last place in the division, but... Hey, I mean, you know, AFC North is pretty weak. So, uh, I'm going to have a special guest call in to discuss the game. You also watched that UFC fight, those fights last night? That was wild, man. I didn't think Connor would, I didn't think he'd lose. I mean, like, I thought he'd come back and, because you know, he's like the face of the UFC, you know? I just didn't see him 
Losing like that. But that Khabib, man, he came in 26-0. The grappling, no one could stop the grappling. Connor couldn't stop the grapple. Just grapple him, get him in the corner. The guy that wrestled bears as a child. You can't mess with that. Then there was all kind of controversies after the match, but um, I'm going to call a very special guest here, Mr. Christian. Mr. Christian Sipos, Sepos, Sipos, yeah, Christian Sipos. Special guy's calling in. How's it going? What's up? How's it going? Did you watch that game? Of course I did. Uh, what you What you think? I didn't watch the um, I didn't watch the first quarter because I was away at the gym because the gym was dead, you know, during a Steeler game. But oh, yeah. I heard they came out. They came out sharp. Here's one word for you: opening drive touchdown. There you go. First time this season. For, for real? Yes. Okay, though that was big. I knew Ben threw a bad interception towards the end of the second quarter. Yeah, that, that was just really bad. He was he keeps trying to find it like they keep trying to find A B and they keep trying to connect. But they had a nice touchdown pass towards the end of the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean all game long, you know, I was saying he's half a second off every single time he tries to get it to Brown. And start of the uh First shot they had in the second half, he was lighting him up. So that was really good to see. It was good to see the defense play well, too. They had six sacks. They were all over Matt Ryan. He T.J. Couldn't... Watt today. It's about time he came to life. I know. he's Dude, he's, he's, he's the man. I mean, like, when they're clicking, they're really good. You know what I mean? They, this oh, is the, yeah. first game oh, yeah. all, the first game all year I think the Steelers have had where everything clicked. It was offense, defense. Special teams still, eh. Boswell missed an extra point here and there, you know. But yes, yes. He, he's still dead. As a unit, the defense delivered like they needed to. Yeah, I'm yeah I'm looking at the overall stat. Yeah, I mean, I mean seventeen. Was it seventeen? Atlanta only scored seventeen. Matt Ryan only had one touchdown, and pretty much like, well, pretty much what the NFL is about at this point. It's just don't allow big, don't allow touchdowns, don't allow big plays. Allow as many yards as you want, as long as they can't score. It doesn't matter because just the way the rule changes and everything, it, like the defense is at defense is just at a complete disadvantage. Like any yeah, team's defense, not, yeah. Did you did you see the roughing the passer a couple of minutes ago against the Vikings? In, I, in that game, I had the game. I had the game on, but I didn't see it. Yeah, it's just I think I it's don't insane. Which eagle player it was? He got kind of pushed from behind, and all he did was basically grab uh, the quarterback's legs. He was a Case Keenum. Yeah. He held on the flag didn't do anything Keenum just kind of fell down well I, I saw a play I saw a highlight where it showed TJ Watt was going at Matt Ryan's feet totally missed him and they called yeah. something for that he, he hit him in the shin with his forearm and they gave him a uh, roughing the passer yeah that's just there's no way there's no way that can stand like until unless you put like unless you give the quarterback like a flag give him yeah. flag football I just don't see how I think it's just it's dangerous for the defensive players too Here's, here's one huge takeaway from today. Julio didn't have a single catch until the third quarter. I know. I noticed that, too, yeah. Four times, no catches. Huge. I know. Julio Jones, yeah, he only had, like, five. The whole, but that was all in garbage time, you know what I mean? Where yeah, they were yeah. just down by... And a lot of yeah. these yards come in, like, garbage. When your team's just down by 20-21, yeah. and then the defense just plays prevent, and so you get yeah. a bunch of yards underneath, but... Yeah, it's nothing but playing over top and letting them burn the clock out the entire time. Roy B's definitely happy because, you know, he had a big Six. game. He had a better game yep. than Juju. <laughs> yep. 
Six receptions. Yeah, six catches, 101 yards. Uh, James Conner had four catches, 75 yards. James Conner had a real big game. He was a beast. JC tore it up. There you go. No bell needed. That's the shirt I'm rocking right now. No bell needed. That's the shirt? Absolutely. <laughs> they made shirts of that? No bell needed? Yeah, Pat Oh, there you go. I... I was talk. I was doing like another podcast with a buddy of mine yesterday. I was talking about how if Bell comes back, you play. I I don't understand like how when he comes back week seven, it's just like he does. He just knock on the door, and go, hey guys, you know, nice to be here, guy. I don't know how the team like reacts to when you just yeah. come back at that based, point. Based on speculation alone, my take on it: trade deadlines around week eight, right? Yeah, I don't think I don't know what you get for him in a trade because I I've been saying this, dude. He looks fat. Like I, <laughs> that's not good if you're a running back, but. Yeah. Partying at strip clubs and you're just being a rapper drinking that dirty spray, you know, you're gonna pack on the pounds a little bit, you know. I know. I do too. I mean like it happens. Anytime like you go out drink anytime you go out like drinking or anything, like you get like some puffy eye, you know what I mean? It's just oh, yeah. it's not good at like as an athlete, you know, you gotta any athlete you gotta be professional. That's what took Connor McGregor out too, man. He he's been indulging in too many uh too much cocaine and and strippers, and you know what I mean. Like he he hasn't yep. been focused on fighting ever since he got that big uh, check from the Mayweather from losing to Floyd Mayweather. Yes. You know what I mean? I, you know what? I'm going to say right here, right now. I'm not a huge Connor fan. I thought the whole issue with him on the bus and or you know throwing whatever that was at the bus and breaking the window. I thought that was so uncalled for. I do have to admit the only time where I was really really rooting for him was against Mayweather. Yeah. I think like it was, I think the reason why it's like Connor's just, it's like a, it's like a brand name, you know what I mean? He's such a big brand, you know, he's like bigger than the sport and people just like him just for him in Ireland and all that thing. You kind of forget like that the guy, that Khabib has been undefeated and just grapples people to death. Well, you may say it's like cheap or like boring, whatever it works. And he got Connor to tap, Connor tapped. I saw it. They got him to tap out. Yeah. Right. And like, uh, the first round, the decision maker. From then on out, it was over. Because let's face it, you know, you get popped. He, he didn't technically fall down, but, you know, he was like, oh, man. And uh, You knew could really, be by the at an edge. Yeah. Yes, yes. When you're on your back the entire time for, I want to say he was on his back the first two rounds, basically, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I mean, the third round, Connor kind of was standing up a little bit more, but he's he, he still... Khabib was throwing some punches at him. You know what I mean? I guess Khabib isn't really known for that. So it's just, even when they were standing up toe-to-toe, Connor just did, he didn't look sharp. He didn't look at his best. Yeah. I mean, you're pretty much wasting twice as much energy as you would if you were, you know, throwing flying knees and all the stuff that those guys do, you know? You see that fight when, like, Lewis came back with, like, 11 seconds left and, like, knocked out that one uh, one big Russian dude and then his post, uh, post-match interview? That was, like, the best thing ever, what I he did. said. Everything he said was on point. He goes, yeah, Donald Trump called me, want me to take this Russian motherfucker <laughs> And then they asked him, why'd you take your uh, your shorts off? He just goes, because my balls were hot. <laughs> that was the best. I don't, I don't... I'm not into MMA too much. I do watch the fights. But after I heard those two responses from him... He became a fan. He became the fan. I'm going to be a big follower. I know. just Dude, it's like everything he said was just so funny and like on point. Yeah. It was exactly... Let's, let's put it down to this. You had a cold-blooded American beat a Russian. What the Irishman did to a Russian, got his ass kicked. There you go, dude. I was getting nervous like after the like just at, like the chaos that happened after the match. You know, it was just 
Because I think it was... Khabib jumped out to the audience against the Connor guy. But the Connor was in the ring. He threw a punch at somebody for Khabib. And then those guys... And then, but on TV, that didn't show. On television, it just showed the guys jumping in the ring going after Connor. But I think Connor threw like a dirty hit or something in there. With that, that no one saw. I saw something. There was like, an, there was like a different angle or something. I just knew it was a three-on-one at one point. Yeah. Uh, I want to say McGregor got uh, hit in the back of the head, and then it all kind of went down. But I want to give a huge shout-out to the security, because they really did a good job with breaking all that up. Like, that could have been a bloodbath if they didn't get a hand on I know, dude. It could have just became like a mob, because it's like, yeah. those UFC fights, it's like you have all those drunk people there at that point. Think of how drunk everybody is at that point. <laughs> and it's just, you have all these... I know you have all these drunk Irish fans there, and you have all these drunk Russian fans there, and then they would just get met, like the blood would just boil. It, it became like bigger than the match. It became like <laughs> national pride kind of thing. It's like, it, it just imagine them going out into Vegas like that night. You know what I mean? Just spilling over. Like what? I guess the kind of stories that happened afterwards would have been just insane. You had the Russian mob versus the IRA in that fight. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, it was just. <laughs> Dude, it was it was wild, but um, it was definitely yeah. But it's like I guess it's a good point because like I I think Connor in the interviews he would just go after uh, he just go after Khabib like person because Connor always would just throw like a personal attack at people. You know what? I to sell the, the fight. Thing, I saw the coolest thing last night on uh, Snapchat. Getty Malkin's wife put up a uh, Instagram story. To her left was Sergey Gonchar, to her right was Malkin. They were all speaking in Russian, talking about the fight. <laughs> I had no clue what they were saying. I know. But I wish I knew, because that would have been the place to be for that fight. Oh, man. Yeah, it was pretty... Malkin's movie room with those three. <laughs> Legendary. Malkin should have, like, his own... Malkin should do his own podcast. It'd be pretty insane. A Russian podcast. It'd probably be top selling. <laughs> I'd call it I Am Score if I was Malkin. <laughs> The I am score podcast. I am score. That's all you got to do, man. But I can't. Yeah, I still. That was still crazy. That was like, like, the one thing you got to say about it is though, it, it had you engaged. You know what I mean? Like I was watching just to see what would happen next, and that's kind of what sells the fights. They like all yeah. the fights that had they had were good. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you what. This is uh, this is really interesting, and I kind of lucked out to an extent. I was up late. Uh, I was out and about, running around, doing some stuff. Yeah. And. Uh, I came home, and a bunch of my buddies, they threw the fight on Instagram Live, and I was lucky enough to uh, catch basically every single round because of the amount of people that were showing it, but Instagram censored all of it. Oh, really? I don't know how in the world that they were able to basically say, oh, this dude's, you know, he's throwing the fight on his Instagram Live, we got to shut him down. Like, I, that was really surprising to me. I think that, I think just like... I don't know, they got, they got, they probably have ways, like, they could just read it to, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. They could probably just tell, they probably, like, know what it looks like, like, seeing the fight on air or something, they, they probably just have, you know, programs working overtime, trying to see, you know, probably could detect, like, the sound or, like, what they're yeah. saying, or they hook up, like, what's being recorded to, like, the actual UFC, they, like, they try their best to not, yeah. you know, like, it's piracy, like, yeah, to not pirate any yeah. of that, yeah, like, it's, it's not, yeah. Uh, do you know who Bob Menery is? Bob Menery? Yeah, do you follow him on Instagram? No, I don't. He basically does sports clips, and he says it like a real person would say it. Like, for instance, in the Tampa Bay game, whenever Ben threw that ball 
uh, basically into the stands. And the Tampa Bay dude knocked himself out on the wall. Yeah. He basically does a uh, color commentary take <laughs> on it. He is he for like ball, bar, bar stool or any of that, or is he just his own like? He's his own thing, yeah. Yeah. And he he basically just said like that fucker just fucked himself up. Like, <laughs> he sounds like he is on a, <laughs> a on a sports broadcast like Tony Romo or Jim Nance or somebody. Dude, Tony Romo's like Tony Romo's the shit at commentating. I can yeah. watch him talk about all day long. Like I wasn't a big fan of him as like a quarterback, and I because he played for the Dallas and I don't like the Dallas Cowboys. And I just thought he was kind of like a douche. But just him like in the booth, I love the guy. He's so likable. Like I didn't realize Tony Romo was like this cool of a guy and he could just calls yeah. he calls things before they happen and it's like it makes me wonder, it's like, how did this guy just not win the Super Bowl? You know what I mean? Well, oh yeah, it was insane. So I, enough, what do you think happens right there? Yeah, I know. They like there was like a whole highlight clip of Tony Robo basically predicting the future of NFL games, yes, and I was like, I, "Wow!" I'm pretty sure I watched that too. I know it was insane, but yeah, it was. He's, uh, he's the man when it comes to commentary. I know. I'm, I'm really liking Bruce Arians in the booth this year too. He's doing a really good job. Yeah, he's not bad. He's definitely like a calm. Yeah, he's definitely like a calm, cool, collected kind of dude. Yes. In, uh, I'll tell you what, the the Monday Night Football staff. Whoa. Oh, it's bad. I miss I miss Gruden. I miss John Gruden. John Gruden was at least funny. Yeah, I agree. That's like that, that, oh, what's that chick's name who does the, uh, the burnout college football games on Saturdays? You know what I'm talking about? I don't know, burnout. Oh, I can't think of her name. I'm gonna look she up. She basically sounds like she's, she's broadcasting in a, uh, WNBA game. It's brutal. It's hard hearing commentary sometimes from people. Yeah. It's hard to hear, like, Phil Sims. I'm not, I'm not real big on. I'm not real big on, like, Collinsworth, Collinsworth, like, is polarized. I get how people don't like Collinsworth. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I respect, I, at the same time, it's like, I can respect, like, that he was, he was actually good in the league when he played. Like, he didn't seem like he'd be good at all, but he was actually good when he actually played back in the 80s. Every time I hear Collinsworth, I always think of, like, Madden 10 or something. Yeah. Who else is there, like? <laughs> who's like the other guy for that too with Al Michaels I think he's too old oh they have one of those that's definitely too old for commentating Al Michaels but when he did the uh, Ravens game I, I can't really remember any examples but he was just kind of getting under my skin a little bit yeah they just get you know it just means it's time to go you know what I mean I think he's been around for like almost 40 years and it's like you just kind of get yeah. sick of somebody <laughs> yeah the one that really comes to mind was how he was basically saying like yeah, James Conner, he's a football player. He survived cancer, but, you know, he's a football player. He's not just a cancer survivor. And then five seconds later, he's like, do you know James Conner survived cancer? Like, oh, yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. They, on, like, they, they just keep bringing that up over and over and over again. I don't know. I mean, more power to James Conner. But, I mean, he said it himself. He said, I'm a football player. You know, I beat this. Yeah, I think he I, thinks I, he's I like... I remembered yeah. for beating it. I am a football player. Yeah, I think I feel him on that. I think it's just, you know, it's at the time whenever he had it, it was definitely like, you know, depressing. It's like, you got to beat this. But then he went and beat cancer. He's like, all right, that was, you know, one chapter in his life. Now we're going to move on and, uh, you know, yeah. play football. Try to, You know what? He's done really well. I think he's yeah. been like, you could say inconsistent, but you know what? The games he's been good. He's done everything uh, that the Steelers have asked him to do. You know, Mark Madden lit him up after the last game with whatever he had, 19 rush yards or whatever. Yeah. Has anybody paid attention to Villanueva this week? Or, or this season, I mean. This week was the first game where he actually played solid. Yeah, he did. 
up until this week, he did absolutely nothing. You know, you run a power, you run a power run game. You're not doing anything if a tackle can't contain and you're pulling guards. Yeah. Because even though it's a half second for the guard to get to the edge to seal it, that tackle has to do something. I know. There's got to be like some type of. There's got to be like a push. I mean. Yeah. It's just if yeah. you if you just get like overrun by a defensive end linebacker, it's just the play breaks down. I mean, the line's got to be able to push to have any kind of running game. I mean, it's yeah. that's well, that's why it's like it's a team thing. Everybody's got to be at their best. It starts at the line. You got to have a good quarterback. They got a running back that can that can cut quick enough and have the vision to see the hole. I mean, that's why it's it's a team sport. You know, everybody's got yes. their roles to play, and everybody has to be solid and with it and together. You know. What do you think of the uh, Juju touchdown dance today? Oh, when that? he gave birth? I saw that. <laughs> that was insane. That was pretty funny. I know. I'm not going to lie. They, no, definitely, I mean, they definitely keep coming up with just like new and just the most creative ways to do yeah, the touchdown dances. It's so random, too. I mean, look I, at the hide and seek from last year. I know. I get nervous. I get nervous seeing that, though, because I'm afraid the ref is going to throw a flag. Oh, yeah. It's gonna oh, be like yeah. unsportsmanlike context, you know, unnecessary celebration or something. That's why I don't. That's why I'm not like big. I'm just like, dude, just score the ball. I'm like old school. I'm like, dude, just score the touchdown. Give the ball to the ref. And just you know, take yes, it easy. But yeah. you know what? If you want to celebrate touchdowns, just go ahead. I'm just worried about it from like the penalty standpoint because the Steelers have had some of the most. You know what I mean? I think they're the most penalized team in the league, or they're up there with yeah, the Raiders something or something. Like yeah, it's insane. Yeah. But um, yeah. I just yeah, man. I mean. What do you think about Cincinnati? They go to Cincinnati next week. What do you think happens there? You know, I said it last week. I said if the Steelers are going to get up for any game, it's going to be the Baltimore Ravens at home, eight thirty. But what happened? Yeah, they nobody showed up for. They it. got kicked in the mouth. But here's the thing, though: they responded this week. That was a that left a bad yes. taste. That left a bad taste in their mouth losing at prime time like that. And they literally got. And let's be honest: they literally got their ass beat in the second half. Similar to like what the fa- what happened to the Falcons in this game, they just got slapped in the face the second half. No yeah. chance. I mean that was that was the difference today, in my opinion, too, because you look at games this entire season, they were nowhere to be found in the second half. I mean, yeah. you could have taken a nap and basically just said, eh, "Game's over." Yeah. I mean, even though they beat Tampa Bay, they didn't do a damn thing in the second half. Yeah, I know. It was definitely like. Like, the nice thing I think about this game was it's like the Steelers put it away, you know what I mean? They put it away yes. for good. You were able to, like, yeah. yes. you know, put, wash, I, I it, wash it off. Yeah. shout-out to Matikiewicz, Artie Burns, and for the first time this season, Bud Dupree had more intensity than I've ever seen him in my life. There you go. If that man would stop rushing outside on the tackle and cut inside and go with the quarterback, he would have... At least two sacks a game in my book. There you go. Well, it's like there's holding on every play too. That's like the deck, the other thing. Yeah. You know. I mean, you go outside. All the offensive lineman has to do is just kind of push you away, and you're never going to get to the quarterback. Exactly. You got to know how to like do a spin move, cut in. Yeah. Yeah. You you do a nice little swim move. You get under there. You get right at the quarterback. Free reign on the quarterback. The nice thing about a guy like Matt Ryan, though, he's not. He can't move. He can't scramble. So it's like. If you could just get to him like the Steelers did today with yeah. six sacks, they roughed yeah. him up pretty good, and that's I don't like what it's. If a... It was the first or second quarter, but yeah. uh, they had they had three dudes coming in, and he just basically fell down. He said, "Nah, I'm not messing with this." Well, this is what the Steelers have to do. The Steelers have to get sacks. Yeah. I think that's their number one. That's like I think that's what their their defense is built around. That it's like I feel I noticed yeah. the games when the Steelers get four, five, six sacks. 
everything's fine. They play well. They still don't allow a ton of passing yards, but it's like that doesn't matter to them. It's a passing league. You just accept it. But as long as you get pressure on the quarterback, you get sacks, you know what I mean? You get them into a third and, like, you know what I mean, 17 situation. Yeah, it's just I, where I you mean, can't get a first down, have to punt it, give it back to the yes. offense. Yep. So much relies on communication. I mean, if you remember last week against Baltimore, Joe Hayden was playing close to the sideline, and he had a quarterback on the inside of him. And they basically ran an axe. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And both quarterbacks had no idea who they were covering. And they gave up a 30, 40-yard touchdown, whatever it was. Yeah. I think Joe Hayden's, I think Joe Hayden's solid. He's definitely, like, not yes. as good as he used to be. But I think when he's on his game, he's definitely, like, good. Like, oh, they need no him to doubt. be They need no him to be doubt. healthy. And that's Artie, Bur- Artie Burns did play better. But it's you just know, like... You, you look at the, the Super Bowl 40. You look at the Super Bowl 43, even the 45 defense, even though we didn't win that Super Bowl, which we should have, in my opinion. I, I, I do. I remember that fumble in that game. I remember it was yeah. like 50-yard line. Yeah. The Steelers were driving down the field. The men at all fumbled. And that that, I mean, that shifted that shifted the that shifted the momentum of that game because it's like had they gone there, they could have scored I think if the Steelers would have scored in that game against the Packers it would have either tied or they would have taken the lead that it's like yep. that shift but then it's like I think they did score then the Packers were able to score off that and then you just couldn't get back from that yeah but those I mean you go ahead, go ahead. yeah the, those old um but yeah go back to those like old Steeler defenses Super Bowl you know 40 43 45 I mean those teams were like legendary. I mean, if you look at, like, all-time rankings, I'm, I think the 2008 team is, like, one of the top defenses ever, really, for the Steelers. It may be the best. It may might be the best in franchise history, you could argue. I don't think they allowed, like, a thousand yards rushing the whole season. Yeah. I'm going to look it up. 2008 Steeler, Steelers defense. I think they only allowed, like, a thousand and one rushing yards or something. So that's, like, they only allowed, like... Incredible. Like, this is what they allowed. They allowed... 13.9 points per game. So that was like under two touchdowns a game. And then they, um, I'm looking at, they had 20 interceptions, only allowed 12 touchdown passes. Wow. A, quarterbacks, a quarterback, a QB rating against them was 63.4. That was the average quarterback rating against them. That's incredible. Only completed 56% of the passes. Yards per attempt was 5.4 against the Steelers defense that year. <laughs> And then rushing yards, all right, they allowed like, they allowed like 1,200 rushing yards. Okay, that was another team. I think that was another team that allowed some. But yeah, just overall. Big deal in 16 games, you know? Yeah. I'm just looking at, I'm looking at. You, you look at those defenses, though, man. You had playmakers everywhere. They had Troy. Troy was good. I James mean, Harrison I was good. Woodley, Woodley, Timmons. And, Woodley and Harrison on the outside was killer. I know. James Ferrier was a beast, too. Yes, yes. Ron Clark, can't forget about him. Ron Clark was solid. He always had to make plays. Taylor was automatic. If he could have caught half the balls he had the chance to in his career, he probably would be in the Hall of Fame. He would, yeah, he would, have been in the, he would have been in the Hall of Fame. I can remember, like, on average, I think for Ike Taylor, there would have been, like, like it seemed like one play a game, Ike Taylor would just drop a ball. Yeah. It was like, uh, that's exactly what I was going to so say. So, yeah, too. if he caught half of those, he would have had, like, you know, six, seven, eight picks a season. You do that for ten yes. years, you're in the Hall of Fame. Like, nope. I know. And then who else they had? Yeah, Aaron Smith was a beast. Casey Hampton was a beast. Kiesel. Brett Kiesel was a beast. I know. I miss, dude. I miss those guys so much. And they had oh, like, yeah. then Heinz Ward, Antonio Holmes was the hero. The running game wasn't even that good. They had like no. Willie Parker no, was. Those defenses, after. those defenses, in my opinion, were mediocre. I mean. 
43, you had Santonio, and he was he was very close to AB with it, with uh, his style in my book. But you know, you look at Super Bowl 40. I mean, Randall you had Heinz Ward, Willie Parker, the boss. You know, Willie Parker has more Super Bowls than Le'Veon Bell will ever have. There you, you go. Can mark that down. I know. In the book right now. I miss Willie Parker. I remember like. I, he just he dude he came out he like came out of nowhere he came out of like I think yep. North Carolina or something and they just plugged him yep. in in 2005 and he just became the guy. He Lee Parker had like four good, like really good seasons for the Steelers. Yeah, I remember that. I want to give a uh, memorable mention for Steeler Nation with respect to Heath Miller. I know. Heath Miller was a beast. <laughs> Heath Miller was a beast too. But like the tight ends they got now though, it's like it just seems like. You tight ends now are just bigger and just stronger and can just catch more balls like crazy. Like guys like Vance and Jesse James, I don't they don't, neither of them I don't think really showed up today. But it's like yeah, when they're on their game, it's insane. You know? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But Heath Miller, but, uh, yeah, dude. Uh, Heath is definitely a like a le- Heath is definitely a legend. Legend, no doubt. You know, I remember growing up and, and thinking to myself watching these teams like Man, wouldn't it be cool to see them score 35 points a game, blah, blah, blah. You know, our offense every single week has the capability of doing that, if not even more points. Yeah. But, man, I would kill to have those defenses back. I know. I think it's about it. It seems to be like a trade-off, you know? It's either you have, like, a lot of offense, a lot of offensive firepower, or the defense is that good. Or, like, you have a great defense of the offense. That seems to be, like, the trade-off kind of in the NFL. Like, very rarely you have a team that's just – they're killing it on offense and they're killing it on defense. Like, uh, yeah. and like when you do kill it on both sides, I mean, you have like a dynasty. You know what I mean? Think about it. Like the '70 yeah. Steelers teams, offense and defense was great. Yeah. Uh, the 49ers in the '80s, offense was great, but their defenses were also great on the 49ers and the '90s. Yeah. Cowboys, great offense, great defense. You know what I mean? Patriot, great offense, yeah. great you defense. Look at, you look at the '96 Super Bowl when Steelers lost to the Cowboys. Yeah. You know, that defense was stellar. They had no offense. You know, Neil O'Donnell threw oh, bum. however many picks he had. Bum. Yeah. I, I mean, still think about I still think about like what if the Steelers drafted Dan Marino? Because that was that's always been discussed here. It's like the Steelers yeah. could have done it, but there was like rumors or something about Dan Marino that so the Steelers all didn't I like. About the eighties was the defense was outstanding, but they probably went through five or six quarterbacks in that time. So. Oh, yeah, just all kind of weird names, man. Mark Malone, you know, Bobby Brister, all kinds of guys. Bobby, you know, Dan Marino goes to, to uh, Miami. He never had a defense. I know. They never had, like, I don't even never think they had, they had, they didn't even have, like, Hall of Fame receivers or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, the only Hall of Fame art you could really name back then for Miami was Dan Marino. Like, he made that whole team, yeah. him and um, Don Shula, but they could just... Like they made the pl- they made the players better than what they were, you know what I mean? That's what a g- great coach, a great quarterback does, but they didn't have like enough, you know, pieces to really like put it over the top, you know. Yeah, no doubt. That's no what you doubt. think about. But yeah, I got I got to watch that Dan Marino football life because that's not uh, that fun that. It's good. Yeah. I know they say it's like the up and over. That's how he threw it. Yeah, yep, straight up, straight out. Yep. There you go. I would like to think that I got my passing technique from his motion as well. There you go. How about baseball, man? Baseball's going on. I watched Yankees-Red Sox on uh, Friday night. That was a good game. And then I think Yankees tied it up. They tied up last... Do they play again tonight? Or I think they might be off. Uh, I'm not sure if they play tonight. I think they're off. I just know you got the uh, Dodgers and Braves coming up. I want to say 8-10, 8-30, somewhere around there. I know, dude. There's a lot of... 
lockout on its sports. And then, you know, hockey started back. The Penguins yeah. had a big win there. And, yeah. um, yeah, then basketball's going to come back in, like, two weeks. So it's like October's really, uh, definitely a really exciting month for sports. Yes. Yeah, That's why I'm pumped. That's swing. true. It's full swig. I think I. Th- yeah, that was all right. Their kicker made some long field goals. He's the man. He was at the. I know. Impressive. I remember when I, when I went to see like the they played against Penn State. I knew he he was definitely struggling, but the whole Pitt team was struggling at that point. Like oh, yeah, punts were being missed, better. like bad snaps for kicks. I, it was just. Yeah. I remember that game. That was woo, that was that was definitely a brutal one. But then Pitt State went and lost to Ohio State, so now they're they're out of contention. So. You know, I've been a uh, very diehard Pitt fan my entire life. That's just how I've been raised. And uh, one of my favorite pit games of all time was the backyard brawl. West Virginia being ranked second. Pitt goes down there, takes care of business. <laughs> but I really got to hand it to West Virginia this year. They they are my team right now. Will Greer's a beast. Will Greer's the man. Is I he agree. is he projected to be a first rounder? I'm not sure. I know he's up there for Heisman contention. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, I mean, that team's very aggressive. What's, I love the way the offense runs. What's their offense? Is it like, is it a spread or is it more pro style? They, they just run very, very quick. I mean, plays done, line of scrimmage, next play, boom. Okay, so they just move All quick. the way down the field. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, West Virginia is good. Like, I know Will Greer, he's like, yeah, he's only like 23 years old. And, uh, and I know, I... Who else? Who else was the white guy that played for? Um, there was like a guy before he got drafted by the Jets. He played for West Virginia. Geno Smith. Geno Smith. Yeah, I guess he. Was, so it's like I guess it shows like you could be great in college. You know what I mean? But it's just you just oh, really yeah. like how like how do you, you you know what I mean? Like you you just never know with like a guy like if when he goes to pro like how you transition. I mean, Will Greer. You look at his stats. You're like, oh, he's a beast. He'll be all right. And then they go pro and they just can't do it. I don't know. Like what? Like what is it that? Miami, Ohio. Tom Brady, last round pick. Let's say he was a backup at Michigan his senior season. Yeah, he, he was. He comes in the league. Yeah. And, and one of the best quarterbacks of all time. You know, I, it's so hit or miss with college quarterbacks. I mean, you look at Matt Liner. You remember him from USC? Yeah, beast, Cardinals, beast. And then he just, and then he just like, then he just sucks. He just couldn't do yeah. anything in the pros. Yeah, everybody was saying how Matt Leinart would have been the next great quarterback. They Vince said that Young. about like Brady, Brady Quinn. Yeah, Vince Young. They said about guys like that, and it was just you really just can't you really just can't predict can't predict it. I'm looking at Brady's stats. Yeah, I mean, I think he started. I think he started for Michigan, but he wasn't great. No, like he had yeah, like his like his stats were just they were they were like average. He was I mean, an average you guy. look at you look at AB and uh, JJ Watt, Central Michigan guys. You know, it's Central Michigan. You got one of the best DNs in the game, and you got the best wide receiver in the game. Yeah, coming from the same school. Yeah, I think I thought JJ Watt went to like Wisconsin or something. No, that was TJ. Oh, uh, TJ. Okay. Yep. yep. But yeah, it's no, just I, I remember him playing against uh, Penn State. I, I'm pretty sure it was the Big Ten championship. Uh, and just watching him play, man, he was something else. Yeah, I know. It's it was just... really nice to see him play again today. Be back to his usual self. What's the prime time? I'm trying to look up. What's the prime time game NFL? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm gonna look it I up here. I haven't gotten there yet. 
I know Vikings. Yeah, Vikings are winning. I mean, they should be. Chargers are whooping the Raiders. What happened to the Raiders? I thought they kind of like fell off face of the earth. I know they were good a few years ago. Now it's like they just can't seem to get it together after training Khalil Mack and just Derek Carr can't really seem to. That was a season right there. Yeah, I like it when the Raiders are good though. I want. I like when the Raiders are good. The NFL's like I think it's more fun. You know, yeah. you, you just don't like to see a team down all the time. I I really think the Chiefs are legit. Oh, the cow know. the Cowboys are on again. They're playing the Texans. The Cowboys are on. The Cowboys play the Texans tonight. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, that's yeah, right. that's that's a mediocre game. I know, but hey, it's it's Texas. It's the Texas showdown or whatever they're doing. Yeah, the Chiefs won again. Yep. So the Chiefs are five and zero. But yeah, I'm looking at you these. Know, we can rip on our secondary slash linebackers for covering Kelsey whenever we played them this year. If Jacksonville's defense can't shut them down, I don't see anybody shutting Kelsey down. Yeah, Blake Bortles threw four interceptions that game. Yeah, that was a rough day for him, no doubt. I'm looking at see the Chiefs. Mahomes had a bad game too. He threw two picks, so it just seemed to be like it was all defense. It's kind of an old school defense running game type of yeah. Because running the ball, they had Chiefs had two rushing touchdowns. They probably had if your quarterback throws four interceptions, one of those definitely went back for like a touchdown or something, you know. And uh, yeah, yep. yeah, it was yeah. And Kelsey's still a beast though. He had five catches, hundred yards. Yeah, no one could stop that dude. I mean, I was I was really pulling for Miami over Cincy today. I know, but I think, uh, I believe uh, Baltimore lost, though. They did, yes. Cleveland kicked the field goal. Dude, <laughs> kicked the knuckleball. I don't know how it went through. <laughs> it was a 36-yarder or something like that. 9-12. Oh, my God. Luke, the Browns have two wins. Yeah. They're just like us. We're the same. And Baltimore lost, which is good. Definitely should have beat us. They even could have beat the uh, Raiders last week. You know what's going to happen? They're gonna, Steelers are going to go in. They're going to beat. The Bengals and the division's just gonna be a total mess. Everyone's gonna be within like a half game of first I'll place. I'll tell you what, I was really hoping that the uh, Bengals and Browns are gonna, or Ravens and Browns are going to tie today. That would have been hysterical. Oh my, another tie, yeah, just yeah. I don't know. Oh, I'm watching this play. All right, I, I think Wentz is back. They got Carson Wentz in there, and he's just he's playing all right. It's yeah, well, it's fourth quarter, yeah, and the Vikings are up. This was Case Keenan. It's like, see, this is what I said. I was talking to my buddy yesterday whenever I did a podcast for his show. We were just talking football. I said, we're not going to know how good these teams are until November, until, like, Thanksgiving, really. You know, you're not going to know. You're not going to know who's. Yeah, you're not going to know who can take. Because I'm looking at, you know, a team like the Eagles, it's like, they're better than 2-2. Two and two. Like, a team like the Vikings, it's like, they're better than 1-2-1. One, and one. You know, you're thinking the Steelers, they're yep. better, you know, and then they won the day. And we're not going to know until... Later, you look but at the last few years with the Steelers, and you know they got their asses handed to them at home against Jacksonville last year. They lost to the Bears up there. Yeah. Uh, two years ago, they lost to the uh, Dolphins yeah. down there. Ben got hurt that game, but I mean every single year. I saw a stat the other day that uh, went in depth with Ben's record through the months. And September was his worst month. But after that, you know, all throughout his career, October, like seven and two, you got November, eight and one or whatever. Yeah. And December, I mean, they don't lose in December. I mean, that's their bread and butter right there. Yeah, the Steelers just, they kind of like, they get in a, like a gear and then, you know, it just, it kind of comes down, yeah. man. When it gets cold at Heinz Field and all those other teams, whenever they play and 
warmer weather. Like when it gets cold, you know, teams like Patriots, Steelers, like they kind of like they know how to yeah. handle that. Every year, it's the teams that thrive. Yep. But you know, it's. I think the I think a team that's underrated or the Rams in L.A. You know, they have all that talent, yeah. all that skill. Todd Gurley, yeah. Jared Goff. I mean, nobody talks about Jared Goff being good. Everyone acts like he's. No one talks about that guy. He's he's pretty good. <laughs> like that that mold with a team like that is what's going to win championships for a long time in the NFL. Yeah. You know, you sign a rookie quarterback, you pay defense. Everybody else on that team, all your playmakers are rookies. Yeah. You have no choice but to win. I mean, that's what the Seahawks did. That's what made them so well. You know, you look at um, how many Super Bowls. Oh, what did they do? Did they go to two Super Bowls? The Seahawks? Yeah, they went to one. They lost that yeah. one to New England, and yeah, they won. Yeah. They won one. They just whooped They whooped uh, Denver. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, because yeah, Peyton Manning broke all the records, and then the Seahawks were like, nope. And they... Made, t- made Payne Manning look stupid. Yeah. And the second they signed Russell Wilson, they don't have money to sign anybody else. It's the same story in uh, Detroit with... Um, Stafford. Yeah, Matt Stafford, yeah. I think Matt you Stafford's know? a winner. Guys like him and um, Matt Ryan, you know what I mean? They're such, like, stat monkeys. You know, it's like they can put up big numbers, but it's just like, you know, guys that you want that you, you know can win, it's like Tom Brady... Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben, Drew Brees. It's like you, you definitely put them in a tier. They're definitely like in a tier of their own, you know, in a yeah, class of quarterback. It's been the same for the last 10 years. Yeah, it has. And there could be a changing of the guard. I mean, like the Rams could just go, you know, beat everybody and slowly just kind of like, you know, hey, we're here. And nobody's talking about the LA Rams. Like, they're, I think they're undefeated. Their offense is great. Their defense is great. Yeah. It's Aaron just, Donald's yeah. Beast. He's a beast. They got good corners. He plays for them, too, doesn't he? Huh? The Domigan Sue doesn't he play for them too? Yeah, they have him too. Yeah, they're yep. like, dude, it's like people you wouldn't think. It's like they're loaded. They got all kinds of talent. I think the Rams. Yeah. I think the Rams are gonna go far. I really do because it's just oh, nobody's talking about them. You know, I mean, there's no high, there's no real pressure. I think it's like they're hungry. They want to prove something. You know. They were my pick to go to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, but they just the LA Rams, man. I like, I like them, man. I'll tell you what's pathetic is the. Uh, L.A. Chargers playing in a soccer stadium. Uh, yeah, <laughs> 27,000 seats, whatever it is. I find it weird. Whenever they played in San Diego at that Qualcomm Stadium, they had, like, the flag of, like, every other NFL team there. And I, I didn't get what that – I think it – I read something. It was because they didn't want to get rid of that because it would cost too much money for, like, the taxpayer because I think it was owned by the county or something, and that would have been, like – I don't know what the story is behind that, but it's just – like, why do you have the flags for, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not just an NFL stadium. It's like, it's a, it's the Chargers home stadium. You'd think you have more Chargers gear everywhere. Yeah, it's like a 1980s NL stadium, you know? <laughs> Pretty sure Three Rivers pulled that. Yeah, wild. <laughs> what is this now? I'm just trying to see. Oh, we're almost at 45 minutes from this podcast. You know, thanks for, thanks for stopping by, man. I appreciate Absolutely. you calling in. Christian. Absolutely. Christian Sipos. Did I pronounce that right, Sipos? You did. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, right off. Right. Hey, my name's pronounced wrong all the time, dude. I feel you. Like, oh yeah. I, Sepo. I, I, I bet you get Sepos. You get you get Sepos, right? Sepos, Sepos, I get Everything. I get Stuchel. People say Stuchel. Stu. I get Stuchel. I, I always you know think that's. I don't know where you're getting that from. There's two L's there. You gotta like. You gotta make it roll off the tongue. You know, just. 
you Stitch know what? All. It must be it must be the last name starting with the letter S that gives people problems. Yeah, I guess, I I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not it's like it's not Smith. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's yeah, just right? like it. You know, people just are scratching their heads like I don't know about this. Right. Yeah. Hey, before I go, I want to just say one more thing. Shout out to Drake for trying to be Conor McGregor's buddy and making. I know, dude. I dude. When I watched the weigh-in for that, and then Drake just showed up out of there. I was like, "What is?" This? I was like, "What?" Drake seems so out of place too. Like he just didn't know what to do. And then Joe Rogan just kept shouting these people's names. Like he was like his like a vein in his head was about to explode. Yeah, uh, Connor got in his feels and he said, "Nah, man, I'm gonna love you." That was it. I had a shot of Connor's whiskey. Like one of my buddies had like a party last night. I went there and he had like all of Connor's whiskey because he's a huge Connor McGregor fan. Brian Fedorka was on the podcast in the last episode. Whiskey? Connor McGregor has his own brand of whiskey. Oh, I'm gonna have to get some. I, I forget what it was called. I, it's probably you can probably find it on his Instagram, Connor McGregor's Instagram page or something. He probably has it there. But I, I tried. I had like a shot of it. And it, it, you know, it tastes. It just it tastes like whiskey. So you know, it's you know, it'll work. <laughs> I'm a whiskey guy. I'll, I'll check that out. Yeah, so there you go. If, but. if you find it, hit me up. I, I'd be willing to try it. I'll find it. I'll find like what the brand is. I'll send it to you. Yeah, yeah, do that. That'd be sweet. All right, man. Thanks for stopping by. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Take yeah, care. Take care, dude. Peace. See ya. All right. That's our man, Christian Sepos. Sepos. Christian Sepos joining the podcast. But um, I got to do emails. Before I go, because this is almost 50 minutes, so I got here, Stoochcast question. Hello, Andrew. I am writing this email to ask a question of you and your handsome guest Brian's conversation about Will Smith and his kids. Wouldn't you describe Jane Smith as a free thinker on a similar wave to Kanye? Why is one crazy and one justified? It can't just be because you agree with the ramblings. I think because I think that defeats the celebration of the concept of free thinking. Please, I want a beer. That is true. I do offer beer if you... Do email this podcast. Um, yeah, Jane Smith. I don't know. I guess <laughs> maybe it's just like it's. I don't know. It's probably like an opinion thing. Maybe just like the parenting styles. You know. I don't know. What's Jane really doing? He's not really doing anything wrong. He's just kind of like a philosopher on Twitter. I think what it's. I think what's annoying is just people trying to inspire everybody. On um, it's just like constant like inspiration mode on all types of social media. You know, I'm not really inspiring. I'm kind of like a pes. I'm I am kind of like a pessimist. I always like get nervous and think eh, it could get worse. I don't know, cause I like to, I like to hedge. You know, you're hoping for the best but expecting the worst. You know, that's my style. But um. I don't know. Jay could think about whatever he wants, man. Anybody could think about whatever he wants. I could, th you know, that's like, you're right. I'm not saying, you know, Jay, you know, it's like, oh, we should get rid of Jaden Smith. It's like, no, nah, dude, if he wants to post whatever he wants, that's cool. That's fine. Kanye wants to walk around wearing his MAGA hat. That's cool. That's fine. You know, I have the right to say, ah, Jade's being stupid. Kanye's being stupid. I know what Kanye did. I think he went into like, he did something this week where he went into like, I think like a school and he talked about like Elon Musk or something. That dude's been off the rocker for the past. I, I want to know where Yandy's coming out. You know, I was expecting Yandy. Now it's they're delaying it another month. So it's, I don't know. Does that answer your question? 
Would you describe Jane Smith as a free thinker on a similar wave to Kanye? Yeah, probably. Why is one crazy and one justified? Eh, I don't know. Kanye's kind of crazy. I think everyone's kind of crazy. But it's justified. You got to respect it, you know? It's not like you're doing anything. You're just saying what you, you know, you're just saying what you feel. Can't be just because you agree with the ramblings because I think that defeats the celebration of the concept of free thinking. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't really paid attention to Jane Smith at all. I know he's released some album. I think he had one song that come out that came out. It was actually pretty good. I kind of liked it, but I forget what it was titled. It was catchy though. I don't know. I think it's just. I think like Hollywood. <laughs> I do want to go out to L.A. one day. I don't. I don't know how I'd feel being out in L.A. I feel like I'd either would, you know. I feel like I'd get, like, sucked into it and be like, oh, man, it's not that bad. Or I would just totally despise it as somebody that's from, like, I don't know, somebody just from Pittsburgh, kind of from, like, those humble Western PA backgrounds. But I guess that kind of answers your question. I don't know. Ugh. Anybody has the right to say whatever you want on Twitter. It's a free country. <laughs> Oh, Elon Musk tweeted something about how he take Tesla private at 420 bucks a share, and that got all of his um, investors in the board angry. And so now I think he's, uh, I think he's leaving, and he's paying a 20 million dollar fine. He's leaving as uh, chairman of Tesla. So I guess you can't really just say whatever you want in the name of free thinking. I don't know. Strange time in the country. I don't think anyone's gonna vote though. I have to make this clear. I don't think anybody's really going to vote in the midterms. Do you know why I know this? Because on Friday, a little something called the jobs report came out from the government. And unemployment in this country is at 3.7%, which has not been at that level in about almost 50 years. So if unemployment's at 3.7%, people are getting jobs in the country. Everybody's out and about. Fly, you know, everyone's out in L.A. one day, New York, everyone's everywhere living their lives, enjoying themselves. Is it really that bad in this country? You know what I'm saying? Is the news, does the news just like to make everything seem like everything's worse than what it is? Regardless of party, I'm just saying, looking at the current unemployment rate in this country, it keeps going down. Now, there's going to be a point where it goes back up again. And when it does, that's not going to look good. For the party that is in power at that time. You just gotta you gotta take your mind out of two-party system and just think, you know, when the economy's good under one party, that benefits them. And then when it gets bad under a party, the other party says, look, the economy's getting worse under this party, vote for me. You know what I mean? Because people don't have like people can't, you know, look at it, economics and be like, alright, this is the trend, this is what's happening. You know? Why does anybody listen to this? I'm clueless. I don't know what I'm talking about. But dude, I, I don't know. When I see something like 3.7% unemployment, lowest unemployment rate reported in 50 years, you could also say, though, labor force participation rate isn't very, isn't as high as it once was. But then you could also say there's a lot of baby boomers that are retiring, a lot of jobs being automated, a lot of jobs that you don't really need anymore, and like... In a way, the market's just becoming more efficient. So, you know, at the end of the day, it says unemployment's 3.7%.
You know, there's no, that's the government, you know, it's the government report. Now is everyone going to say, well, now they're lying? I don't, I don't know. It's just, you know, when Obama became president, it was really high and it just, it slowly just went down and went down to like, what was it around? Like 5% when Obama left, maybe lower than that. You know, so under his term, unemployment dropped. Then Bush skyrocketed when that recession came towards the end of his term. So, but yeah, dude, I think good luck. It goes back to my point. Good luck if you're an, if you're an incumbent. They win ninety five percent of their reelections. And when it's like this, and people see the unemployment numbers, now I know we have like, dude, we definitely have like a huge heroin problem, which is bad. I think it's definitely impacting life expectancy. There's a lot of problems with mental health. There's a lot of problems with heroin. But it's like, man, I mean, people need to like, I don't know. There's just something about like a drug like that. I just can't see myself doing. I try to find like you fitness should be what you get into. I'm telling you. Some type of physical activity, like something that's like a productive activity that's fun for you, not just like sitting around all day, just like getting depressed and you're feeling miserable. I'm telling you, you gotta like go out there and like do something. Go run, go like work out. I think you'd feel better and feel like accomplished. That's what I've done. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm like a gym freak. I go like six days a week and it makes me feel fine. You know what I mean? I could be having a bad day and it's like you go to the gym, you're there for an hour, hour and a half, and you just have a great workout, man. It makes it turns like a bad day into like all right, we got something done here today, you know, into like a productive day. So that's just my two cents on that. Next email here. We have a joke. Dear Andy, here is a joke you can tell on your podcast. It's fucking funny. A man on a business trip is checking into his hotel and asks the lady at the front desk, quote, should I assume the porn channels are disabled? Unquote. The lady replies, quote, no, it's regular porn, you sicko. Unquote. And that's the joke. So, get it? You get the joke? I'm not going to explain it. So, all right. I believe that is the podcast for this week. Thanks again to Christian for coming on. Dude, that was a great sports talk, man. We talked about sports for like a good like 40 minutes. That was awesome. Got to definitely got to do that again about those fights. Ah, it's a great time. I hope uh, everybody enjoyed listening to this and uh Yeah, take care.